How's it going, everybody? That's right. If you're hearing my voice, it is another episode of the Animation A-Team, where we talk both East and West when it comes to all your animated needs. Uh, this week, we're talking about Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is the first foray of Studio Ponuk, I think is the pronunciation. Ponuk. Um and it's given us some very Ghibli vibes, but we'll dissect whether or not that's a good thing. I am your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is... Eric Dingus. And... Eli Slickland. Thanks for joining me, guys. So, would you would you characterize yourselves as Ghibli fans? Uh, yes. I grew up watching Princess Kaguya. Grew up watching Princess Mononoke. Didn't like uh, my neighbor Totoro a lot when I was younger, but I like blasphemy. I know, I know, I know, I know. I liked the other, uh, pretty much all the ones with the princess in it, which is weird. But yeah, so I liked those two films the most. But uh, yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service yes. that was a big one. It's just like it just had like such chill vibes, and like that's why I liked list- that's why I liked watching it so much. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I would definitely qualify myself as a Studio Ghibli kind of person. Um, my personal favorite is Howl's Moving Castle. Mm, it just has lots that. of style, and it's all flashy, and it's like, oh, look at this great world. Um, I also have seen um, Spirit Away and Princess Mononoke, along with um, some of their more recent films like Ponyo and stuff, and it's really interesting to see what Ponyo c- um, Studio Ponyo Cats and Story. Yeah, I almost always <laughs> want to say like Studio Ponyo. Like, <laughs> yeah, close, it does sound pretty but, close. Uh, there is reason behind their naming it that is Ponoke is supposed to be, I think, Czech. It's midnight in Czech. So that's supposed to like represent like a new beginning because uh, Miyazaki, as we know, I, lo- I love how he's like, I'm going to retire. Just kidding, I'm back. <laughs> I'm going to retire. But I'm going to make one more movie. So he just likes the industry too much, it seems. Yeah. I mean, he he is, like, fantastic at his craft. And, like, yeah. I don't want him to retire. But I've also seen interviews where it's, like, he's tired. He yeah, needs- he's tired, but he he loves it, too. So I feel like it's, like, a love-hate relationship. I feel like he's just constantly, like, battling that, like, I love this industry, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's always, like, that person who's, like, all right, I'm going to... Trust me, it's my last one. And they're like, all right, but is that all your work's like? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't worry. I just, um, I have another one in the works too. They're like, how he many just do keeps you, on how going many, and going. How many do you have? And he's like, um, let's not talk about don't, that. Don't worry about, <laughs> it. don't worry about it. I mean, he, the reason he came out of retirement this final time was because he really wanted to make a movie for like his grandson, which I mm-hmm. think is really sweet. I mean, all of his movies can very much be something that his grandson should be proud of, but he was like specifically like, oh no, he'll love this. I'm going to make that, which is like a very sweet grandpa vibe. It is. Which <laughs> he like doesn't usually give off. I remember there's this art book for, I think um, it's either Howl or Princess Mononoke, but it's just like quotes from like Miyazaki. And at one point, like a building nearby had caught on fire and they all like went outside to look at it. And he just l- stared at it and was like, I wish that was the Ghibli studio. Oh my oh god! <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> He's That's like so dark. savage. He's done. I love that. <laughs> like, for I absolutely love that. Yeah, for like as lighthearted and like very uplifting tales as he makes, he's a very yeah. like dark individual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you can kind of you can kind of see those themes through through some of it, like especially through like the villains. I feel like that can be when he, when he when he creates those. I feel like that can also be a different side of him too. Yeah, maybe he's like the he's a protagonist and the and the antagonist when it comes to like 
what kind of characters he's making. Yeah, I feel like in Ghibli films, especially the ones that Miyazaki has been part of too, is like the villains are always very like fleshed out. Like you could sympathize with them very easily. Yeah, yeah. And even like in, in Howl's Moving Castle. Oh no, in um Castle in the Sky. Mm. In Castle mm-hmm. in the Sky, the villains eventually became their allies. Yeah. Like with the with the lady in the airship. I forgot her name, but y- you you get what I mean. The like spa- yeah. they're not space pirates, but flying pirates. Regardless, yeah. it's still like yeah. bonus pirates. And they always they always have their like they the villains always have their specific motive and on paper it doesn't sound too evil. Yeah. Because they're like, I want to create something new or I want to do something new and I'm just trying to like uh, make everyone happy but the way they're going about it and the means by which they're they're doing it is bad yeah and i think that's that's what makes it a good villain is that they're when they're sympathetic like that yeah there's definitely like a formula that he has kind of perfected in his films and he always has like very strong protagonists that are often like like really powerful female characters especially which mm-hmm. like i really appreciate <laughs> as a child that was like really great to have those role models and there's always like themes of like environmentalism. He um, actually didn't, if I remember right, when Spirit won the was it the Academy Award? Yeah, it got Best Animated Film of 2004 or 2006, one or the other. Yeah. Um, 2001. When that came out, he never went to pick up the award in America due to the, um, you know, the conflict we were having at the time, and then. Like, once we sort of pulled out all our troops and stuff, he finally decided to go to America and be like, all right, I understand, like, that you guys are no longer really interested in, you know, continuing this violence. And, like, he's made it really obvious throughout his films. Like, for example, in, like, Nausicaa, it's like, oh, man, the mm. wars of the old days, they should just stay there. You know, we don't need to bring those back up. Yeah, he's a really big pacifist, which I think definitely is communicated throughout his films. But uh, so he's like, although we, we can very much recognize this formula, whether or not it can be replicated is a whole different mm-hmm. question. And especially like when I, when I was looking at the trailer for um, Mary and the Witch's Flower, when I was looking at the trailer, it just seemed like a lot of like action was going on. And I remember that like one of a big a big thing that he that Miyazaki does with his pacing is that he has certain min- like about like five minute intervals where it's just kind of them taking a break from the story. Yeah, it's just kind of them doing just like random stuff, like especially like in Kaguya, like them picking um, them like picking stuff from the fields mm-hmm. or just like mm-hmm. random labor. It didn't really have anything to the story, but it did kind of give you. Uh, examples of what the friends or what the protagonists do together yeah and i'm just wondering with this new trailer like is it gonna be too much action are they trying to appeal more to that or are they gonna like do away with it or keep it just because they like miyazaki i don't know but i i think you can easily be like oh well this is like something's going on constantly it's action-packed that can be confused for being like well written whereas Mm -hmm. those like minute moments like in kiki's delivery service like when she uh like starts losing her powers to fly and she just like lays in bed and like literally nothing is happening but that's like still a very powerful scene yeah i think i think it was like because of the fact that nothing was happening yeah i I think it's because she she kept on wanting to work and she kept on wanting to do stuff and the fact that nothing was happening is what made it such a bad like such a dreadful scene i guess yeah yeah, and uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, obviously just the premise in itself gives huge Kiki vibes. Yeah, um, Nishimura, actually, uh, the producer, he was actually originally worried that um, 
it was going to be a lot like Kiki's. And in he, he when he was answering questions in, to one of the interviewers, he, he made it sound like he kind of did want to distance himself, like still give it, still like being like a resurgence of Ghibli, but still kind of distance himself from like what was going on. Like he went like, especially when, um, like the decisions that she makes that Mary makes instead mm-hmm. of Kiki, he really tried to make them different characters, even though they're kind of in similar situations. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very easy to be like, well, it's like, it, this looks like Ghibli and it's like, yeah, that's a great thing. People are going to want to see it if mm-hmm. it looks like Ghibli. But you also want to be your own entity rather than just yeah. Even even if most of them are from Ghibli, yeah. And they love and they love Miyazaki, and they were sad to see him go. They still want to be their own artists. Yeah. I think something similar like that is, um, like we were talking about how it's more. It seems more action paced. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be due to the producer's different take on it, and also like if you're going to add more action into it, not only does that gain like you know, like a different style, but it also um, attracts more of like, you know, American audience because we really yeah. like our action films. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. We are kind of like crazed uh, about that. Like, I, I like that's probably why you you're more likely to see in America. You don't really see that many Ghibli people. Like usually when you see someone walking around with like a Ghibli backpack or like a Ghibli anything, you're like, oh, hey, hey. a Ghibli fan. I don't hey. see anyone like that. My people. And I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because of like Miyazaki's pacing. And all of that, like, American kids usually get bored by that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them aren't, like, used to just sitting through, like, just kind of lulls in the story. Yeah. There, there, I think there's a big difference between Eastern and Western audiences as well. Mm-hmm. Like, some stories will resonate with one audience better than the other. And uh, so far from what I've seen and read about uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, it was based on a uh, children's book by mm-hmm. an English author. Yeah, Mary Stewart. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. hey, Mary, <laughs> yeah. we put you in the movie, girl. <laughs> but uh, it, it seems like it's definitely kind of more of a global audience rather than something that's just being made for Japan. Like Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke were very yeah, powerful. Yeah, you could definitely see like the culture too. Yeah, yeah, which was a great introduction for a lot of people into Japanese culture, but it was all the more powerful for specifically Japanese audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in regards to that, um, Studio Ghibli also did something similar with artists or not artists, authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for example, House Moving Castle was actually a book series. It's a good book series. It's a, it's a really good I book series. I haven't seen that. Um, it's, there's like three, is it three books or is it two books? I think there was a third book. I haven't read the third book. It's Diane starts well, with a W at her <laughs> last name. I have no, yeah. yeah, like, but like, it's it's been a common theme. Like, I think Kiki's Delivery Service was also written by a female author. And I do really like that kind of deal because not only does it attract people who've never even heard of the book, but it also, if you've read the book before, it's like, oh man, it's like this is being brought to life. And it's it's a really nice connection in between like literature and like, te- you know, movies and stuff because usually most of the time movies get those wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder though, because then you kind of like, oh, wait, there was a book of that? Because then the lone image of the movie kind of overtakes it. because Just because how powerful Miyazaki movies are mm-hmm. and how widespread they become. But, I mean, as soon as I saw I was like, wait, this book is titled How's Moving Castle? <laughs> is this like, wait a minute? <laughs> and then I read it, and then I read the next one. And it was like, it was really interesting. There were some differences, like 
the real world existed in like <laughs> house moving castle like he was just like a regular british dude but then he had this magical door that he went in through to the castle and then he was in like wizard land so <laughs> it's like i want to find the door to wizard land like <laughs> sign me up guys but um so the premise of Mary and the Witch's Flower is kind of similar in terms of a lot of like the Ghibli setup. We start in a very normal setting. She's um, spending the summer with her relatives because her parents are caught up in work. Mm-hmm. There's never any parents with these <laughs> no. people. Like, where's the no. supervision? <laughs> Only in Spirited Away, and even then, they just got turned into pigs. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. it was their own fault. But <laughs> um, and then uh, she sees. I think I read it right. I, I've been trying to save a lot of it because I do want to see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation we're going to get into is trying to see this movie. <laughs> but uh, she spots a gray cat turn black and then she's like, hmm, and follows it and eventually finds um, this purple flower called Fly By Night, which is a witch's flower and it only blooms every seven years and it'll grant you great magical power, but only for one night. Which makes me wonder, is all this movie taking place in one day? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. When I, when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, man. Like, he, she's, she's using it, like, all throughout the film. What is happening right now? Yeah. I feel like it's, like, one like one flower and she finds multiple ones. So it would make more, more sense, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's like, oh, I'll just use this one flower for one night and then so on and so forth. Yeah. Essentially, she finds magical steroids, and then um, she also finds a flying broom at some point, so we get the very Kiki-esque mm-hmm. scenes of her flying. Those I th- are I think in the favorite. trailer, it, like, just appeared. I think in the trailer, like, there was just, like, strings of light, and it just, like, appeared, like, in front of her. Yeah. Above all the animation, like, anything that's happening good. is gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I do really love her uh, character design, too, like, mm-hmm. her really unruly red hair. I mean... I was very much reminded of Ponyo, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, no matter what, if it's a character that's drawn in like the Ghibli style with red hair, you're gonna be reminded of Ponyo. Yeah, mm. and I feel like I feel like they do take, even though even though they've used red hair in Ponyo before, I like as we know, like in anime, hair has meaning. Mm-hmm. So maybe they like felt like that had to be implemented for the character and for how she acts you know maybe she just might be a hothead or she might be like she might act impulsively or something like that that's usually what people with red hair in anime do yeah so maybe maybe that's why they had to do that but uh one thing i noticed from the trailer is that there was like a lot of magic effects Mm -hmm. and i'm like how much of this are they like actually gonna like cgi like because i mean we've we've seen cgi in ghibli films before but Miyazaki does not like using does it unless not. unless nope. it is absolutely going to make it better and he can and you absolutely cannot do it in hand drawn like that's when he uses computer generated so that's what i'm wondering it's like are there as are they going to do it differently are they just going to be like you know what Miyazaki <laughs> you yeah. use too little let's just let's just cake it on if we want to yeah. if it makes it actually look good yeah, because it doesn't inherently make it look bad. Yeah, yeah, and, and I saw I saw ways just in the trailer. Like usually they're very very small sections and like very very small shots in which they use CGI. Mm-hmm. And I was even seeing it in the trailer. I was surprised I was seeing like computer generated effects, and yeah. I knew it wasn't hand drawn just by the look of it. 
Yeah, and, and I it, don't think we've seen the extent of like what the movie has in store in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because especially uh, Japanese films, I feel like they never want to give you a lot in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to, I hate the trend of like, wow, I've seen this movie after yeah. I've seen the yes. trailer. Yes, that was like yes. um, Batman versus Superman for me. I'm like, oh look, there's yes. there's there, the end. There it is. We know it all. Preach every every single like holiday film that like uh, Hollywood film now. It's just like. You see the entire thing. And yeah. It's so annoying. I'm like, oh, major plot points in five seconds. That's yeah. great. And it's like, you gave me the Cliff Notes version, but now you <laughs> yep. want me to go in and like read the whole Pay thing? Pay money. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. No, well, thank you. Well, the the interesting thing about the CGI is that it's, you know, we have to keep in mind that it's not a Miyazaki film. So based upon that, you have to think, how much does this produce that are, like, we've never seen anything from this guy unless, like, you know, he's only been directed under Miyazaki. So we we don't know you know he could be like in love with cgi he could be like he's like i hated that adding that into the trailer or something like that we just Mm -hmm. and it really just depends on whether you think it's a bad thing or not yeah it doesn't have to inherently be a bad thing yeah it doesn't have to but i I think we all like the way like the smoothness and just like the overall style of hand-drawn like nothing really beats hand-drawn when you really come down to it like you can do there's a bunch of stuff that you can't do but there's so much when you actually do the put the work into it, and maybe they hopefully they are. They've been dedicated. It's the same people in Ghibli, so maybe they are dedicated enough to follow keep following Miyazaki's beliefs. But whether they're gonna ignore them or not is just like what we gotta see. Yeah, I I think that this wouldn't be something that Miyazaki would be ashamed of either. Even if it's like dressed up with CGI or whatever, it's like that's that's eventually where we have to go because. Like, reading about, like, the situations in Ghibli, like, how hard people had to work. Like, you're you're not leaving. Oh, like, no, When you're insane. working on the film, it's you're insane. not going to see your family for a while. It's like you're deployed. You're off to war. Yeah. And uh, I think that if using CGI can give some people some more time with their family, then that's all the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you want to be able to produce something beautiful, but probably not at the expense of your own health and sanity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like, that's important, guys. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> like, we appreciate your hard work, but don't mm-hmm. overdo it. And uh, another another question to ask for as far as, like, wh- how they're going to deviate is do we want them to stay like Ghibli? Like, do we really, really want them to stay like Ghibli? Mm-hmm. Or do we want them to, like, branch out and be different? Yeah. I, I think... I think I kind of want to see what they can do by themselves because, like, we've seen they've done so many films. Ghibli's done so many films, and, it, and they've all been great. But I, I think, I think personally, I would like to see something like in a new kind of way. Yeah. No matter how different it might be. Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of film coming out now, is, especially from Japan, is kind of trying to fill that void. And in doing so, you get a lot more like studio names, you get a lot of different directors, and it's really interesting what those people can bring forth because like I love the messages that Miyazaki brings, but like maybe there's some other ones that like he has neglected to cover because he's covering a lot of ground on yeah. his own. So there's those specific perspectives that I think always is really good when it comes to like diversifying a uh, specific industry and so for like the big name like Japanese animation I think that's what's happening now and I think that's pretty cool what do you Mm -hmm. think Eli I mean I think that it would be interesting to see which way they would go because if you if you think about it like Miyazaki's films are really they have us 
I would say a specific formula. They're sort of close to real life. It's like real enough and it like the environments and everything feels really genuine and it's, you know, really heart touching. But then like um, it's the fantasy that add, you know, is added into it that sort of gives it that unique perspective. So it would be really interesting to see if Ponyo goes with a more realistic style or a more like, um, you know, like, oh man, that's completely in this alternate world or whatever so yeah. like i would i would hope they would choose something that's you know, completely unexpected yet still original yeah i mean this entire time we've been talking very much about ghibli and miyazaki but like is that fair for us to do <laughs> when it's like we're we're looking at this studio that definitely has ton of ghibli alums um director yonebashi he was a longtime ghibli alum um mm. And I'm sure a lot of animators came along with that, knowing that eventually Ghibli's not going to be producing films. Um, but is that fair of us to be like, this is the new Ghibli versus this is its own thing? I think I think it just has to come down to the visual style because when because it's so unique and it's so like everybody you can see like one frame of of like any of the Ghibli films and be like, oh, that's a Ghibli that's film. That's Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see any character design, you're like, oh, that's a Ghibli film. Easy. Yeah. And I think when you're going to use that, when you're going to keep that art design, the audiences are going to be like, that comes with certain implications. That that comes with, oh, I this is this looks like a Ghibli film, so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna get a Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have the Ghibli. I'm gonna have the Ghibli formula, and I'm gonna see all that because it looks like a Ghibli film. So I think I think it would be fair to to at least see how like to at least go back on what they have to one up yeah kind of or how they're going to build off of it yeah even the like the little title card like before like the animation starts like usually we're seeing like studio ghibli and it's like a side frame of totoro well this (laughs) is studio ponyok side frame of mary from mary and the witch's flower it's like you can't just show that and expect us not to make that connection even if you know people weren't familiar with oh this is done by a lot of people that were involved in ghibli it's like they see that and they're like did ghibli like get a redesign (laughs) when did i did i (laughs) complete overhaul complete overhaul yeah i wonder if in the future they'll do that with like each film like the main character is the is the person or like maybe because this is like their first big film then that's mm-hmm. going to be what they're going to go with is that Mary will be their emblem forevermore. Probably. I w- I would assume so. I think Mary's a good character. I'm I'm really excited. I like can't confirm all these things that yeah. I'm saying because <laughs> Okay, guys, let's just get into it. <laughs> Who here has been able to see this film? Nah, I I I tried for like I tried for like half an hour <laughs> and just yeah. searching the the internet, but um I feel like if I looked long enough, I could find it. It's the internet. Yeah, yeah. everything's on the yeah, internet. Yeah, but at some it's, it's the point. fact that it's difficult is annoying. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see. No, it. so it did get a limited U.S. theater release, but when I say limited, I mean limited. Like, like major cities. Yeah, yeah it wasn't even talking. in Indy, which is our lone major city. Huh. It, really? The closest one was in Chicago. Oh. So. Uh, wow. I'm not gonna be able to see that. <laughs> I don't got time to go over there. Wait, but is it still airing? It. I don't think it. I think it. Did like a weekend. Uh, like that's I'm going how to Chicago this weekend, so a, I could have. Oh man, I could have. But very limited U.S. release, and then of course, we'll acknowledge it, guys. There are some avenues on the internet in, <laughs> yeah. that you can use to watch certain animated things that might not be available in the 
uh, paid streaming <laughs> categories. May not be the most legal of mm. things yeah. to do. We don't endorse this officially. <laughs> well, if you uh, like the film, then you buy it. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. That's what I did. But this is just straight up, we're going to have to buy the film because <laughs> even those avenues, I have exhausted all my sources, all my ins, and <laughs> it's it's not showing up. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a minute before I think we're able to see this. There's going to have to be some kind of dvd release which um i don't know if like studio panic will try to make like a deal with disney maybe the same mm-hmm. way that ghibli did or another distributor mm-hmm. like like we could have to probably just wait a little bit like a little more like when when boruto first came out a- and it wasn't mm-hmm. and it, it was just like in theaters and stuff i just had to wait it, w- it didn't have to go to dvd before i could see it online like you just have to wait a, a couple weeks yeah. or a cu- or even a month or something like that. Man, I remember when I bought all my anime like on DVD. Ooh, like that's, that's just expensive. That's Man. expensive. That's just barbaric. I would like, be broke. You lose <laughs> one disc and like the whole season's like messed for you. I like, would be broke. Yeah. For for example, like when I would go to Barnes and Noble, I would always just like they have like a little anime category, which is just like, oh, here's How's Moving Castle and here's Fear Your Way, and it's like all the Disney ones. I'm like. Sweet. And Barnes and Noble is really, really expensive when it comes yes. to TV, like, yeah. TV yes. and movies. And it's like, oh, here's Spirit Way. It's like thirty five bucks. Plus Jeez. plus like, you know, taxes and stuff. And I'm like, real like this movie has been out since like two thousand and four or whatever. Yeah, and it's, it's just like it's been out oh my goodness. One time. I got yeah. a new I had a new paycheck one time and I went to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and um, you know the entire Dead Man Wonderland series? Yo. You don't know Dead Man Wonderland? No, I do. Great. Yeah, you know that? Yeah. yeah. Thirteen volumes, ten bucks each, bought them all. Oh, <laughs> buying manga. That was a trip too. That lady, was just the lady looked at the pile and then she looked at me <laughs> and she's like, So do you want a membership? You can get discounts. I'm like, nah. No. Just take my money. I'm just taking these home. <laughs> I don't need to be encouraged to buy more. Man, that was just like a spatial issue too. Like I, yeah. I w- tried to get all of Naruto. Ooh, that wasn't gonna no. happen. Thankfully, uh-uh. I started to become disinterested in where the plot line was going. So I was like, nah. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, you can read it online? <laughs> what? <The internet. laughs> like the internet revolutionized a lot of things in terms of like importing things from and how Japan. Accessible things <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you have. I mean, you have like fan fan dubs. Yeah. Like, oh, have you guys heard of like the Psychopath movie? Have you guys heard it? You guys have you guys seen Psychopaths? I've seen a couple episodes. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. sci-fi, yeah, police. Yeah. Um, but when they had their certain, they had a fan dub, and the Japanese dub had um all Japanese actors, even though some of the characters in the movie, most of the characters in the movie were English speaking. Mm. So they would have English. You know what English uh, is? Yeah. yeah, they had that. And what the what the um fans did is that they put. The normal Japanese voice actors, normal the people that were supposed to be Japanese, they mm-hmm. used the Japanese voice actors, and the people that were supposed to be English, they used the English dub, the American hey. English dub actors. But in a cool part of this is that whenever the um, main characters, like um, I forget their names now, which is sad, but um, whatever the main characters, whenever they're talking to the English people, they use the English voice when they when the Japanese actors are speaking English because they're actually yeah they're, they're Japanese. To it's, speak it just, English. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be perfect. It's we, not realistic yeah, it's for it hard. to be perfect. Yeah. 
So that's what I thought was like a cool thing that the fans did. It makes it all the more realistic. Yeah, that's it was me. awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, and discovering that level of like fandom too is really neat. Yeah. Uh, once you have online access. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm I haven't the thing about marrying the witch's flower is that aside from like very kind of like official sources, it's like we reviewed Mary and the Witch's Flower or like like on Kotaku and The Verge and mm-hmm. like publications like that, nothing online. Like usually I'm like used to on like social media, like seeing like a meme is going to pop up yeah. about this yeah. movie or like people are gonna make like fan art and stuff, but yeah. this one not not so much and i don't know whether (laughs) they can't critique what they can't see yeah yeah i don't know if that's just like no one's been able to see it or no one cares yeah and i I like how like we don't really know like a lot about the film really like like we do but not not enough to where it'd be like spoiler ish and from the trailer we only got character introductions pretty much yeah which is weird i just thought that was weird that like it all they did was just like introduce all these characters like the water lady that was i, I think apparently She's the like, headmaster to endor college yeah it's like, like, what's like endor who are college? you what's yeah. going on <laughs> yeah um the the closest thing i got to finding the movie was like I found a forum of just like people who were wanting to see the movie and they're like they're like good luck and they're just like oh great thanks guys this is going to be fun <laughs> yeah pour it all over again yeah it's although part of this is like kind of fun though cuz it makes it like all the more Anticipa- anticipation yeah anticipation yeah. you know what we didn't have to anticipate ordinal scale uh sort of online ordinal scale oh that was God. in every oh, yeah. single theater as like a fathom event i think it was <laughs> yeah and I, was, I was really expecting something like that yeah but I, i'm like why sao though <laughs> like why like i understand i remember back when i liked it but i don't because i never did so <laughs> I, I i did like it and my friend still ignorantly does <laughs> yeah i mean it was, it was like the same time like i feel like there was this like anime renaissance where like attack on titan and sword Art online yeah. and like all these new people were getting into anime Yes. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. They were very like the introductory kind of. I never thought about that. Whereas like Naruto and Bleach and One Piece were like the previous introductory anime that Um, really got people invested. One Piece is still around though. (laughs) One Piece. One Piece is still going. Is it reaching a thousand episodes? I I think it's like seven hundred and thirty something right now. It better go all the way to a thousand. It's too. It's too. They're too deep (laughs) to go back. There's so much like that they've set up like where the end will be like they're like okay in order to find the one piece you know the thing that the Mm -hmm. entire series is named after we have to do this this and this and they're like on the (laughs) second this so there's like four more things that need to be done which of course are going to take like i don't even know how many volumes before i I mean i tried watching it i got to episode 20 and i looked at all i just took a deep breath and i looked at all the episodes i'm like i can't do this it's it's a feat it's like several months if you want to really dedicate yourself yeah one of my uh friends back in my hometown he was like you know eric i'm gonna watch the entire thing in a summer i'm like try try i literally did the math you cannot it's like six months yeah without getting like four hours of sleep yeah (laughs) every night there are uh guides online that are like okay skip this arc it's mostly filler or this is the only episode Mm -hmm. that will really matter in this arc which is super helpful but getting the full experience i did maybe i did that with a I did that with Bleach. I watched Bleach to like the very end. There was so much filler okay. in Bleach. Yeah, okay. The weird thing about Bleach compared to like any of the 
other big three is that Bleach will take a series of episodes and introduce some weird thing. It's like, oh, this is about these things or something like that. And then, like, literally, once they're done with that plot line, the next episode, completely different. They act like it never existed. Because like, it didn't. It's, it's pure filler. It's, it's pure, it's pure filler. filler. And, uh, like, they're trying to follow the manga, and they're trying to make more content for more money. And they don't want any of the characters to change from it. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> or else go. it just won't make sense. It's a dark road to go down. It's filler, guys. Disgusting. Uh, it's a, I told it's my friend, he, he tried to... He was like, I'm going to watch every episode of Naruto, the original series. I'm like, you're going <laughs> nope. to suffer, sir. <laughs> you things, Blood will suffering. be shed. I'm I like, you that. can just... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I did a, sh- a Shippuden as well. Oh, I told no. him, I told him, just watch all the episodes of Shippuden and you'll get the entire first series in flashbacks alone. Exactly. <laughs> you, will, you will, though. They have, so, like... I've, I think I remember there being, like, two episodes back-to-back just flashbacks. Oh, I bet. So, I know there's a lot of, like... When they go into like Itachi's plotline, oh, it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. you oh, want the yeah. same story six times? Here you go. So I think number one leading cause of series deaths in anime is does definitely has to be filler episodes and then flashbacks because flashbacks are like almost just as bad because they aren't like their own episodes. I mean, they can be. I'm, I've seen that, but like it's just at random times and you're like oh boy oh boy look there's naruto on the bench again sitting outside with the entire <laughs> crowd yeah we all know that picture. he's on the little swing <laughs> looking sad <laughs> haven't seen that before remember this depression <laughs> haven't but seen remember that every episode one yeah it, it feels like just like purposely recycling animation because it's like guys we ran out of time to yes. do something this week yeah Especially but. when, like, characters are, like, way in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make up, like, three polygons. <laughs> they make it's up like, just, like, three shapes. These like, pixels. is that Sasuke or an avocado? I don't know. <laughs> I really Sasuke don't or an avocado. I want that to be a game. Like, <laughs> pick one. I love it. Which but. one has seething rage, which is <laughs> hidden behind a layer? The avocado does, <laughs> honestly. But you know what doesn't recycle animation? Is movies like Mary movies. and the Witch's Flower. <laughs> Bring it back around. But um, that that's something I think I'm overall really looking forward to. And finally seeing this film is like what the, has been left out of the trailer. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a lot there in terms of like, I have no idea how the plot goes from I found this flower to like, there's like fish blob creature things. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, like flying away from them and like it's just a lot of yeah it's just a lot of uncertainty and that that just gets me excited i just like not knowing what's gonna happen yeah the first time i watched the trailer i like a goosebumps and then be like (laughs) i was like why am i crying (laughs) it's happening again (laughs) yeah yeah i i really do have high hopes and i think regardless of whether or not this lives up to like our level of ghibli there's a whole new generation of people that are going to see this and be like oh my gosh this is so amazing the new resurgence the new new renaissance the new renaissance it's the borto ghibli (laughs) (laughs) borto is doing good so i'm not i haven't i haven't even watched it i would no, i watched half of the first episode of borto next generation i I just I decided to cut myself off after watching, <laughs> after watching the entire Cold turkey. No, you gotta everything. go, man. No, we're, no, we're gonna no. take this to the grave. No, no, no. <laughs> you gotta die like an otaku. <laughs> oh my God. 
It's just believe like, it, man. Believe <laughs> it. Don't even get me started. Oh my gosh, uh, the catchphrase. But like, uh, in, in regards with uh, marrying the wishes flower, I just feel like there's just there's going to be the people who are like, oh my gosh, it's not Ghibli. I don't I don't care about this, and I, for me, like, looking back when I originally watched Ghibli films, I had no idea what it was like. For for example, like spirit away you're just like what's a bathhouse and you're like what is this creature and what's all this magnificent stuff well i think that for new people it'll be really like a great way to introduce them but for like people who are ghibli fans i think that they should go into a little bit skeptically because you know it's a new studio it's a new head of you know person and that's why i'm going to into it a little bit skeptical because i don't want to overhype myself just like I've done with other movies and yeah. everything else. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and you know that like Miyazaki isn't like the only person working on this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, like there's a big team of like there's there's writers, there's storyboarders, there's everybody, and they're they're all trying to they're all pitching in their own insight. Granted, he had a lot of influence, but I think at this point, the studio knows what the people like, and they knows and they know what Miyazaki wants. Yeah, and like, how would Miyazaki do this? I don't know if they're gonna be like that, or if they've been like that while they were making it. Like, what would Miyazaki do? Like, were they actually doing that, or were they just like, let's take the art style, let's do it how we do it? Yeah, because their art style, their style of making films is almost the same because they're a team. You know, they've been working for a team for a long time. Yeah, you do something one way for long enough, it becomes like second nature too. Yeah, and I feel like there's no like antagonistic relationship that anyone has with Miyazaki. So they're not going to be like, to spite you, we're going to make a film that looks really cute about like a little witch girl, but it's actually going to be about war and sexism. CGI. And, like, CGI. The, we're going to pop all the CGI we're gonna Miyazaki. We're going to destroy the environment. Like it's going to go against everything you believe in. But obviously they're not doing that. I really think that this is something that, I would guess that the director would be like, I, I hope that he enjoys this and I hope that he's, you know, proud of our work that we've done because he's he's got to rest. He yeah. needs he's, to he's, rest. He's like the retired dad that, he, you, that yeah. you want to please. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing too is that uh, Goro Miyazaki, who is uh, Hayao Miyazaki's son, he directed uh, Tales from Earthsea and um, another like Ghibli film, but it wasn't a Miyazaki film even though his last name is Miyazaki. But we know what we're talking about. But uh, And those didn't do quite as well in terms of like being remembered as Ghibli films. Dang. Like a Ghibli film Ouch. is a Miyazaki film. But, <laughs> but not that Miyazaki. Yeah, that but not that Miyazaki. <laughs> Sadly. Like there's some... There's might be some tension there, <laughs> but uh, I mean we can't speak to that. We don't know. We don't know what their relationship's <laughs> like. But... Um, yeah, I think overall, regardless of uh, like whether or not this is like a proper Ghibli revival, whether or not it's going to follow the formula exactly and be like just as satisfying as if we were getting another Miyazaki film, it's going to be a good film. Yeah, it's going to mm -hmm. be good either way. It's yeah. just like Pixar. Pixar's like yeah. pizza. It can it can be bad, but it's still good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like I hated. Um, Pixar did the Good Dinosaur, right? Yeah, yep, thank you. Yep. That mess. Right? I went into that. I took my little sister. We were right? like, we're gonna see a movie about a good dinosaur, and it's like really pretty. It's gorgeous, certainly. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It messed amazing. with me though. It yeah. messed with me so hard. It was yeah. like, guess what? Death. 
<laughs> death that happens like, <laughs> just okay, so you know it was sort of similar with me and like inside out I, I was just like i don't know i was just like i had nothing to do that day i'm like what why not inside out and there, i was just like i don't know what this is exactly about i just know it's emotions and then it gets really deep and it's like oh man this is actually like depression and, like <laughs> there's real risks here yeah, there's, yeah, really there's real stuff Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't really like The Good Dinosaur, though, to be honest. I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as I liked other Pixar films. Yeah. I was, was just like, oh, yeah. Like, it, it was good, but it yeah. wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't like it Toy Story. It's no Toy Story. It got too, like, no holds barred for me. Like, it's like, guess what? This character's gonna die. Guess what? This character eats other characters. <laughs> Have fun like, dealing with your kids after the movie, <laughs> parents. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But... All good films, and I think Mary and the Witch's Flower will definitely be one of those films whenever we're able to see it. Yep. Whenever mm-hmm. that happens. Yep. Very much looking forward to it. Give it a month. It. <laughs> It'll be yep. on the internet. Yep. Give it a yeah. month. Yeah. But uh, I'm yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it. Any any last thoughts about Mary and the Witch's Flower and Studio Panak? I think it. I think they're a very promising studio because it's Ghibli 2.0. Yeah. But just without Miyazaki, so I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what they have in store, at, like in terms of creative design and new stories. Yeah, I think this is a, a strong first start, and I think that you can only go up from here, uh, regardless of. I mean, it's being received well from reviewers, but you know, fans are particular. But I'm a fan of good animation, so I think I'm gonna be satisfied. But uh, you tell us, dear listeners, here at the Animation A-Team. You can find us here at ByteBSU.com. You can find us at ByteBSU on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Be sure to check us out there. And here we are. You're probably listening to us on SoundCloud, which is at the Ball State Daily. Not like my name. I am Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today was... Eric Dingus And... Eli Sopland. Thanks, guys, for joining me, and thank you, listeners, for joining me also.